I I have just been feeling a lot of uh, sympathy for real bootlickers recently. Mm. You know, where they're being painted with a with a negative brush right now. Yeah, because you know there are bootlickers that we all hate those people that love police and want to defend the police and like those are bootlickers of one variety but then there are your real garden variety fetishy bootlickers (laughs) who just love licking boots might even specifically love comp boots in sort of masochistic uh self uh degrading kind of way yeah but it's it's for sex reasons. But I think we need to start a hashtag. Hashtag not, not all, all bootlickers. Boot <laughs> <laughs> like I think the bootlicker community <laughs> needs to collectively come out against um, yeah, police brutality and and being used uh, as a uh, yeah like yeah. No, I mean I think they should. We need to ta- be able to talk about bootlicking as a metaphor. Yeah, or, they should be able to keep using bootlicking as a metaphor. I think they should sacrificially offer themselves up like that. Like hey. Yeah. We'll let you keep. We just want to know, not all bootlickers, but please keep using yeah, us. Yeah, keep keep making fun of some people using yeah, we'll, our we'll fetish. Ta- we'll take the hit so right. other people can feel bad about. I mean, what that's the kind do. of thing a bootlicker, thing a bootlicker, 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 but yeah, can little bootlicker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Good. All right. Bootlicking community, um, you've been called upon. <laughs> please do your thing. Are you going to answer the call? <laughs> <laughs> Are you gender fluids bootlickers or not? Yeah, maybe that's what we should call our fans is bootlickers. No. no? I like calling them faggots. Or just faggots. All right, fine. Still we ha- just I just feel like we don't call them faggots often enough. I mean I do when it comes up, but I, I don't yeah. I don't like You don't want it to be in our intro music. No, and also it's like I don't talk to fans. I don't I mean I kind of do like well, if I just people- mean in the during the podcast sometimes people are like, What's up? You know, I know fuckers, but I see I always up? hate that shit where it's like I, I was listening to a podcast and they're like, hey, and they had a cute little name. Like, y'all mm-hmm. sound fucking so stupid doing okay. that. Like, it's just a thing that's annoyed. You can do it if you want. Like, I, I'm hey, fine. Hey, faggots. You- <laughs> I'll just throw it out every now and then. <laughs> Thanks for listening, faggots. We could just, I, I think the sign off could be. Thanks for listening, Thanks for faggots. listening, faggots. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. I can get on board with that. Because okay. if you've stuck it out to the end, you know, you're probably yeah. cool with being called a faggot. Which, fun fact, only about 75% of y'all make it. To the very last second of every episode. Fun faggot fact. Fun faggot fact. (laughs) In this week's fun faggot faggot facts. facts. (laughs) Just the things about our listeners. Uh, That are not factually supported. Can you tell whether they're making it to the end, like all the way versus like to the last like two minutes or something? Because I know some people just don't want to hear that. No, there's like, uh, it says like what percentage of the episode you listen to, like how many people listen to what percentage of an episode, right? all the way down. And so you can see like, oh, like most people listen like this far through it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, So some people have learned that they don't want to hear the fetish of the week. What I don't know is if it like (laughs) counts two different listening sessions. So, you know, oftentimes like I listen to a podcast and then I stop it and I start it and I stop it. But if you only count that first, you know, so who knows? Yeah. The, the um, information is pretty o- oblique. Yeah, but I feel really bad for bootlickers, you know? Mm-hmm. It, there aren't many other fetishes that, like, have been co-opted to talk shit on people, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, like, I- at least, like, as broadly and colloquially as bootlickers. Yeah, because we has. don't say, like, cops poop eaters or anything. Yeah. <laughs> we could. Yeah, right? You yeah. know? And, like, 
people have kind of like uh, tried to make fun of Donald Trump for supposedly wearing a diaper, but like that's not really using Wait, a fetish. Uh, is he an ABDL or would he be just because he needs depends at this point? Well, he's just incontinent, right? And right. a lot of people have been like, all right, man, this actually not kind of like make fun of him for anything you want, but like that's kind of fucked up because it's, it's like an ableist argument. You're making fun of somebody for like being incontinent, being yeah, disabled. Well, we, like the media has gotten to the point because like the other day, they were on the news, quote unquote, the news, and it was like a four panel discussion about Trump, you know, walking down a ramp a little slowly, you know, like one leg at a time a little bit. And it's like, yeah, he's fucking 74 or whatever. Um, and especially if he's wearing a diaper, he probably was just had a full diaper. Shit, full was, diaper. Yeah, can, now can you imagine people- <laughs> being the president's diaper changer? <laughs> oh my yeah. God, having to wipe his like fucking bulbous, like uh, flabby, shit smeared dick ass. Off his mushroom di- uh, yeah, poop off his mushroom dick. You know it gets all over his... He probably uh, likes it. He probably takes his shit oh, yeah. and then like, kind of like uses his hand to pull it forward and rub it around a little bit. Oh God. Um, that makes the 10-year-old underneath the desk sucking yeah, his dick even worse. They gotta yeah, like they suck a tiny shit covered dick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, honestly, like the, the news people are sitting there, you know, pretending to, to be doing serious news where they're being, um, so-and-so can, do you, do you think this shows signs of senility? I mean, I was expecting when they introduced the video that he was going to like half slip down the rest of the lamp or something. And all it is, is him just like kind of taking one foot at a time, like kind of slowly, you know, down this, this sloping ramp. And then he has to come out and be like, guys, it was a slippery ramp, you know, <laughs> like whatever. And I'm just like, this is such non-news. First of all, there's so much else going on and I, what what a joke. But if they had been like, y'all think he's wearing a diaper? He's got a full diaper. Yeah. Is that like, go all the way. If this is what we're going to do, stop pretending to be a respectable news source. I agree and just, with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm also in the camp. Like I get that making fun of him for wearing a diaper or for being large is technically like fat phobic or body shaming and is like ableist. That, that makes perfect sense to me. But I I think of it the same way I think of like people trying to out Lindsey Graham. Yeah. I think that like you you know people are like don't use homophobia to like make fun of Trump like painting pictures of him kissing Putin. It's like yeah. the, the root of that being insulting is homophobia. But it's only because I think it would I be think insulting it's, to him. I know, but I think that's okay because he's a piece of shit. Right. It's not that you get to use homophobia to insult everybody, but it's like if that's a thing, that's a part of your platform is you being in great health, you being this wonderful person, this right. like the best president there ever was, you know, like I think it's okay to use homophobia, ableism, fat, yeah. pick, pick your fucking poison and, and go after this motherfucker. identity is specifically as a womanizer, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm one of those dudes who just gets whatever women I want. It's like, well, yeah, when you pay for children, um, you know, of both sexes, whatever. But yeah, if his, his thing is like, uh, I'm a, you know, chauvinistic pig, uh, who, who toward women, and the truth is, mm, you're a bisexual pedophile and an asshole. Then you know what? We can throw any kind of insult we want. Yeah, and I, I just think it's kind of hypocritical of like, you know, the queer community being like, well, we can out bigots, but like, let's not resort to ableism to make right. fun of this like, r- racist piece line. of shit president. It's like, no, y'all. If we're gonna if we're gonna use somebody's identity right. against them, we have to let's go fucking all in. Let's right. use every aspect of their identity that we want to protect other people with. Right. Sure, fine, right. but let's fucking go after them in the right. way that they don't want to be like. <laughs> right. Yeah. <sighs> and if he were out as a diaper wearer, that might be different. But if he's gonna be in the closet about it, yeah. you know, that's another aspect of it. I think it's fair game. Or if he's gonna be in the closet about his homosexual proclivities, then yeah. 
you know, but it's like you said, you say when someone's an asshole, but that's a slippery slope to being like, well, once you decided someone's an asshole. But I mean, I think we all know that Trump and Lindsey Graham are both such lizards in their hearts, pieces of shit, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's all fair game. Yeah, once we once we can determine, and when I say lizard people, I always just mean you're a lizard in your heart. You know, that's what here's if, if you care about money and or you know quote unquote winning more than anything else, that's when that's what I would call a lizard person. And it's clear that those two are in that camp. This is the Gender Fluids podcast. I'm Ava Smart, a 26-year-old trans girl and bottom-leaning switch. And I'm Ariel Isaac Norman, a 32-year-old androgynous vagina person. And we're the only queer podcast that isn't super gay. Gender Fluids is a podcast about all the sex and all the people. If you want to get in contact with us or follow us, you can find us on Instagram at genderfluidspodcast. On Twitter, we're at genderfluidspod. Our email is genderfluidspod at gmail.com. And you can find us on Patreon under genderfluids. Enjoy the episode, y'all. And I mean, here's my thing, too. It's just like, you know, the the lefty queer community, all that, that all those people was just lump them all together, all of us together. Um, we're often seen as soft and, you know, the snowflakey, whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. but like, can you imagine the kind of like vitriol and the hate that could come out of us if we just opened the floodgates? It's like, do you all know how many insults and things we've been saving up for years? Like, we're smart witty motherfuckers we don't unleash everything onto you because we're better people than you it's like letting yourself slip over to the dark side just briefly so you can hack off darth vader's hand for a moment just be like yeah bitch look what i can do when i use your own power against you like you think you're all fucking clever being homophobic and transphobic and fat phobic and all that shit right you you on the conservative side think you're so good at insulting people you have no idea the insults and the depth to which we can go you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I feel like well, even I've, though we, I've we should seen us be pretty mean, I, I know that, but I'm just saying like, we can be even meaner. Like mm-hmm. we, we have, we, we as a community are constantly self-policing and holding ourselves back, which is a good thing. But there are times where you need to weaponize the darkness inside you against your enemies. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you also don't want to be come the dark side and in, in your attempt to find it. So Let's true. That's true. I know. But yeah. see, that's what that's what happened with Luke. Is Luke cut off the hand of Darth Vader and in shock yeah. realized And then Pimp slapped JK Rowling with it. Oh my god. Yeah. Some of it I mean, look, it's fine to criticize JK Rowling for being, you know, for disagreeing with you or for being snarky in her disagreements or whatever, but some of these people have been tweeting at her, suck my choke on my trans girl dick. I mean, I think die, she should. you fucking turf cunt. It's that's not that's not the way to do this. I mean, at this point, I don't give a fuck. Fuck J.K. Rowling. Fuck her dumb opinions. J.K. <sighs> Rowling sounds like somebody arguing against climate change with an eighth grade level of science knowledge. Like that's the degree of like nuance and okay. actual validity to her argument. I don't know. There there should be somewhere in the culture where we can have discussions about things instead of just. But there's this t- is a discussion we've already had. 
bad. Who? But who's the we? Because a lot of people have no idea what's going on in terms of like gender conversations. So much of the culture, you know, they what wherever their stance is about anything, or if they even really have one, they they are not privy to like nuanced conversations and how language is evolving and stuff. And so, especially people who are a little bit older, you know, you know, they have their understanding of things and and people are all using words like gender differently people are using words like men and women differently and so there's it's yeah, so complicated and you say peep, we've had these conversations but who's the we not every very few people yeah, are really like, like aware of everything you're but aware what of. about what she's doing is any way acceptable or good None of it is, well, and and none of it is like presented in any any sort of way that like facilitates a productive conversation. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know her tweeting things that are, like I said, a little bit snarky. They're not snarky. They're straight up transphobic. They're 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 well, like they're like it's lame like second wave turf rhetoric that like came out of like the late 70s and 80s that's being reappropriated in Britain now. It's just this stupid trans women are erasing real women because there are certain biological like you know di- like some people menstruate and like we need if you're let trans women into a feminist space like what happens to all the people that menstruate now? It's like you can still fucking be there. That no, you know No, I mean that's that's what her argument comes down to though is that like there are biological differences between trans women and cis women right. so far as reproduction and menstruation goes, right? And including trans women in feminist spaces erases the people that can have babies. Well, no. I mean, I think that that's like a really like simplistic, reductionistic it's way not. of looking at... No, that's what okay. she said. Okay, I take, I take it you read her her piece that she wrote. I wrote, read her essay and I've read the shit her essays are based off of. Right. Okay, so what I'm saying is, originally, what I was calling snarky was just her tweets, where she's saying, oh, we used to have a word for people who menstruate, women, wapoon, whatever, whatever. And so that right there is just like, yeah, I'm like, okay, JK, why did you need to, like, if if what you're saying is, I think there are ways in which um, erasing the concept of sex is going to reduce our ability to protect uh, vagina people or that it's going to, you know, and, and this culture, we've got, um, a bunch of vagina people transitioning all of a sudden. And a lot of them, a significant amount are detransitioning in ways that it's not with, you know, like there are some interesting things going on that are, you know, people chopping their boobs off a lot now, you know, some of this stuff is concerning to me as well. I mean, you know, I know someone who detransitioned and regrets it, you know, like, so it's, I think there are things to be talked about there, but her tweet being snarky where it's like, okay, but you know that people want to call themselves women who are not having periods. And you know that this is just going to rankle people like, cause you, it's a semantic thing at this point. You want the the word woman to still mean this one thing, but people are now changing, you know, it, the definition of it. Like that's not really a constructive way to get this conversation, I mean, it's a constructive way to um, to get a lot of conversation going. It's a constructive way also, well, I mean, it also provoked people into a, a, a tweet storm of... I don't think it's constructive. I think it's effective. Well, okay, that's sure, effective. An effective way to get people to tweet stuff that does sound pretty misogynistic and hateful, I mean, violent. And I think that that's, it's not, it's never going to be a c- cool with me for people to be tweeting at someone 
you know, fucking suck my girl dick, you turf cunt. I don't think that's okay at all. And I think... Why why does that offend you so much? But when we talk about abortion fetishes and things like that like why does that offense not well because i'm not because i'm not i'm not telling someone else something this is directly saying i would i would never say that to anyone unless they really had like raped people or killed people someone for for having you know what you might consider an old-fashioned opinion and going about it snarkily and you you think that they're somewhat ignorant of things or you think that they're whatever like i don't think that that justifies a bunch of people I mean, it's just not. It's, I don't know it's, if it justifies it, but I don't have a problem with it because I'm I'm done placating and being nice to people who espouse ideologies that hurt me and my friends. But again, I don't. So I think that when you come at it with, you know, what even if they're not real threats of violence, although I'm who knows what all is happening, but like that that are you know we're using threats of of this kind of sexual violence, whatever you know the language of that. I don't think it helps you know trans rights activism look good i think it is if anything you know it's kind of you're showing she she was able to poke enough to provoke this reaction that makes people look really bad and so i you know if and it's like it's what i'm saying about the dark side like yeah i mean you might be done with placating but if you're in a culture war i you know i would rather everyone calm down and let's have these discussions and shed some light on them and not sit there and yell at each other and tell everyone else you're you're killing women you're killing trans women i don't think having these discussions are going to be productive it's going to be like bill nye debating that creationist dude Mm -hmm. no but it was this really famous moment where bill and i went to the like this dude's creationist museum and had like this three-hour debate with him right and at the end of it you know whose minds were changed nobody well how do you know I'm just saying like you know you watch like the reactions of and people posting comments and things like that like there was no there's no like way to have like productive conversations past a certain point well how do you know what that point is I don't but I'm calling it now I'm just using my intuition no, I think there's I don't there's... think anybody knows what that point is but I'm I'm just saying that like when somebody is like trying to call on shit that was written in the fucking late 70s and 80s shit that like I know not everyone's read it, but throughout academia is considered like invalid. It's like people picking cherry picking stuff from the Bible to like build their whole life off of. It's like people picking, like I said, trying to argue against climate change using an eighth grade science education. Not only is it nonsensical, it, it's it's actively harmful to the world as a whole. And to and to any sort of work we want to do as like a culture, like aiming towards peace and love together. And I get that, like, telling someone, you know, suck my fucking trans dick, you cunt, like, doesn't jive with look. you. I don't, yeah, but it's not a worse look, I don't think, than what J.K. Rowling is doing. I mean, everybody looks like immature children to me who's engaging with that kind of stuff. There's a lot of immature children activity on both sides. Um, and I just, I think everyone should grow up and be kinder if we, and, and if you genuinely want to have, and you believe we should have these conversations out loud, because it is true that anyone who says anything that is like seen as, um, questioning or whatever, it doesn't take that much to get called a turf and to get silenced. And so, yeah, I do think it takes a lot to get called the turf. In my opinion, it takes a lot to get called a turf. You actually have to be trans exclusionary. There has to be some point where you are excluding trans women. If you're not doing that, then you're not a turf, but that's a pretty definitive line you cross when you attempt to exclude somebody that includes you in the definition. of. I don't think that 
Uh, well, I don't think it's very, it's as simple as gender identity that we should let people play in. If, you know, we separate sports. I think we separate sports for a lot of reasons that have to do with physical, the physical nature of bodies. So I, am I a turf if I don't think that it's necessary, especially some people want to argue that it's just identity, that there doesn't have to be any hormone change or anything. Um, whereas even with the hormone stuff, um, women, you know, well, female, but I don't know even how to say this without getting labeled a turf, the biological sex that I am, I have wider hips. We have wider hips to give birth and it makes us be able to run slower. We can't run as fast. Um, and records are being taken away from vagina people in Connecticut. There's a whole thing in the ASA sale. You is defending these people, but they are, they are getting first and second place in all these, um, running competitions because until you get to at least like, uh, you know, 130 mile ultra marathons, females do not win against males. And so when it comes to stuff like that, you know, I, I think that we might need to exclude some trans, you know, or have a separate league or do something. But so there's things like that. I, you know, I think restrooms, I don't, anyone who thinks that trans women want to do anything other than, you know, come in and pee and or gossip and do their makeup with a girl. I think it's fucking stupid to think that that's going to ever be a problem. It's not common for, for, you know, the, the tiny per percent of people who are her fake trans who are going to come into the restroom and somehow be able to get away with something. I mean, it just doesn't, it, that doesn't read to me. You know what I mean? I think that there's a lot of bullshit over on that side, but I think there are some real concerns. I don't think those concerns are very real. I don't, I just don't one, because it's like when you're looking you're like, Ooh, look in Connecticut, someone's taking a first and second place. Well, it's like uh, the overall percentage of, of athletes being affected by this is is almost zero. That's not true. And the more yes, the is. more trans people, the longer we go, the more this is going to happen. Yeah, but I'm just saying, trans people are already such a small percentage of the population, and 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 that and growing. Yeah, but not rapidly. It, we're already a small percentage of the overall population. Even less of us participate in athletics. Even less of us are good enough when participating in athletics to be able to place in first and second place. And and the the loopholes or not loopholes, the hoops you have to jump through, the things you have to clear to be able to participate in athletics as a trans person is crazy. So if you somehow manage to go through all of that, the number of trans athletes you're actually worried about like is like in the double digits. But okay, first of all that's not true because How's it increase, not true? increasingly more and more places it's just based on identity and not anything else. It's only in the Olympics where they're testing hormone levels. That's not true. That's the, oh, the NCAA tests for hormones. Like most like the track and field like association in the United States tests for hormones. The United States Gymnastics well, Association okay, tests most, for hormones. So do so some these, fucking research. Okay, I have done some research and I'm getting different information than you, but also so the reason I think that when you talk about the British people that some the this debate is more of a fever pitch and JK Rowling is coming in more is because there's a law that they're trying to do where it would make it so that gender identity identification is the only thing that matters and that you would not be able to do anything like hormone testing when it comes to sports or anything else. Um, so I think that's why they're at more of a fever pitch with this because if it, and, and a lot of, and even if you say that, that that's true, that, um, uh, that in the, that we are doing some hormone testing in, in various places in, in our sports here, uh, people are some trans people are advocating that we not do that. That the only thing be your identification, and so we're in, that's what I'm saying is we're in this moment where this is all being debated and we're trying to sort this out, and so I think we do need to have those conversations so that we don't just go. 
okay, well, it is just identity identity now. And we see increasingly more people, whether they're bad actors or they just, you know, are trans, but they still have broader musculature. They, you know, more masculinized um, in utero. If not, even with, if they get the puberty blockers, whatever, there are differences. And the whole point of separating, um, you know, men and women's sports is not just because of socialization. It is because of very real physical differences. Then what do we do when there are people who are, let's say someone is born, quote, a cis female, but is actually has a higher testosterone level than everybody else? Are they supposed to lower their testosterone level to be able to compete with their like cis compatriots? Or are they supposed to then go compete with men while they're not? That it won't place. There's no. That's why we draw no the line good, somewhere. Okay. There's not a good line to draw, though. Anytime you draw a line, you necessarily exclude people. But my point is, it's not just hormones. It's also uh, the way that our bodies are are, are they are different so, in a number but, of other ways. But physical physical differentiations within the body has been like a a game changing thing for the history of sports. Michael Phelps was so, so successful because his body is shaped differently than every other humans on the planet. But no one's going to stop him from swimming. You know, people who are fast runners oftentimes have different skeletal structures and things like that. People, there are people right. whose bodies are shaped yes, differently that that give them an advantage. Of course, there are but, rare that, but we don't keep them out of sports. Yes, but there, so there's rare anomalies. Yeah, but, but there's I'm also saying the trans fact people that, in sports are an equally rare anomaly. But see, I, they're equally anomalous. I don't, they're not as equally rare as Phelps, but and but so if you take them and then you compare them to. The 50% of the population that they're joining in their sports, you're going to find it's more It's not 50% of the population because not everybody's playing sports. Okay, well, I'm just saying, the whatever, however you want to say it. The I'm just saying you when you draw broad strokes to talking about half the population or not, that's not true. We're talking about the active sports participating people. And I think if we actually sat down and measured those who compete in sports and their muscle density and what like uh, what we can compare between the two, I think you would find a lot more similarities than dissimilarities. Well, okay, but but you're the, saying, I think the data set we're using to talk about people's bodies is the data set of the entire population, not the people who are actively participating well, in athletic events. point being, why don't we do some more research instead of having to say, I think this or that or probably this or that. We need to do some more research and figure out how we really are going to divide sports. If the whole point is to be fair is to allow um you know women to be able to compete and not just lose 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 much less get beat up or whatever um if the whole point of, oh, that happened you know happened once no it's happened a few times also it, it's like women aren't just lose lose losing you are way over you're blowing that way the fuck out of no, proportion there are parts of there are it depends on but i that's what i'm saying it also depends on the sport i just think these things are very complicated because there are certain things where the, you know if i i like you know i think about running a lot and so i'm looking at the statistics and the records across the board of like all these running competitions. I mean, men outperform women enormously on these running things. Like we cannot begin to compete in again, unless you get up to more than a hundred mile long races, we cannot begin to compete. Okay. And so if in something where we cannot begin to compete, then once you get to a certain level, whether that's really good high school people or whether you get to levels above that, you are not going to, women are going to lose any time that there is a decent trans woman present. Women are going to be very disadvantaged to that. So, and you know, that's all I'm saying is that there are some complications. And if we shut down the whole thing and we say, if you question anything, if you do anything that hurts anyone's feelings, then you're that's a not what anybody's saying. 
Yeah, well, because it would hurt your feelings to be told, hey, maybe you need a separate league. Maybe we should have a separate trans league. I don't, that wouldn't hurt my feelings well, at all. Okay, maybe, but, but it would hurt saying, a lot like, of people's but feelings. I'm just saying that's not, I think that's also a mischaracterization of this entire kind of like cultural conversation. It's not people getting their feelings hurt, right? It's people trying to have the same conversation you are with a different point of view, but you see it as their feelings are being hurt. Well, no, and, I'm just and, saying and, sometimes and the JK Rowley thing's not even related to this except for the fact that that dumb bitch is bringing in the erasure of women within feminist spaces which is just like the biggest fucking like non-existent boogeyman it's not a real thing like erasure of women yeah um the erasure of vagina people and vagina people problems like that's that's what this started this whole fucking conversation right which is just not true but that's what a lot of people fall back on and a lot of people use this like argument about sports to like take it to to extend it further to excluding trans women from women's spaces well and that to me like all of these things are separate i, I and i want everyone to be able to but they're not separate no i think that it's like it's restrooms are a different question than sports know, are a I'm different saying, question than women's batter went better women i know shelters. they might be different questions but i'm saying it's like having an argument with somebody who is really upset and they don't really have a clear idea what they're angry about, but they're angry about like six or seven different yes. things. And so as soon as you answer one, they're like, yeah, but well, what about this? It's like, well, that's not really related to what we were talking about, except that it kind of is. It seems like you're jumping from problem to problem right now because you're having problem right. gaining your foot. I that's agree. like arguing with TERFs. I agree that that, but that's also how TERFs say that it is arguing with trans rights activists. Um, and so I agree that a lot of people are not really separating these things. And what I'm saying is I want them to. I want us to be able to have those conversations because what I see is people not hearing each other, not understanding each other, everyone arguing from an all or nothing place. And if we can have conversations that are a little bit more nuanced where we're going, okay, let's look at each of these things and let's really talk about what we're, instead of you just operating a place from feelings and then justifying that with whatever the lawyer PR person in your brain can come up with, let's try to look at what's actually going on with all these things and do some research when we need to, some meta-analyses when we need to, et cetera, do some longitudinal studies when we need. And we need to be able to do that instead of it just being all or nothing. You either don't question anything that trans people ever want or your turf or, hey, I have some bad feelings about this and I got, you know, molested it once and blah 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 and so i will i don't even because jk rowling i mean at least in her thing you know does go out of her way to say and you know look i have friends that are trans and i think trans people are, are valid and should be able to do what they blah, blah 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 you know i don't know she says all that kind of stuff that doesn't mean anything well, i know it doesn't mean anything to you stupid. that's just like that's fucking stupid though that's like being like Look, I got a lot of black friends, but like I still hold, harbor racist beliefs. Well, but like I have think, a lot of black friends and I really respect black people. What do you people. think J.K. Rowling's agenda is? J.K. Rowling's J.K. Rowling is the equivalent of your dumb racist uncle that doesn't really understand what he's saying. He is the equivalent of like your dumb race, except that like he's got some like weird anecdotal stories about like black people or Mexicans, and like that's informed his entire world belief. And J.K. Rowling has some like real is like an old British lady who's like out of touch with the world and is like you know has a skewed conceptualization of like sex and gender. So you don't think she has an agenda at all? You think she's just kind of speaking from off the? I think she's fucking hip? old. Yeah, I think she's I, I think she I don't think she has any sort of agenda except for throwing her weight behind this increasingly uh prevalent and kind of rapidly growing anti-trans base of turfs and uh radical feminists that exist in the UK. 
You know, she's throwing her weight behind that. She's but giving credence to that people, argument. Why do you think those people... Because they genuinely believe that by including trans women within women's spaces, you are doing harm to people with vaginas that identify as women. That is why they're doing it. They bo- genuinely believe... what do you think that harm is? Uh, what they say the harm is, is that you're erasing problems that pertain only to vagina having women. You you are erasing the ability to talk about sexual assault within uh, the cis woman community. You're erasing like the ability to talk about abortion rights and reproductive rights. You're erasing the ability to talk about menstruation. You're erasing all of these things that affect cis women by including trans women in the definition of women. Or affect vagina people. Yeah, you know, but but just like, but the fact of the matter is like, yeah, but how about we just include them and keep talking about all this nonetheless? Like, you know, it's like you said, like, why don't, yeah. you know, the nuanced conversation that you're wanting to have, we've already had when we said, hey, women can have dicks and vaginas. We can fight for these rights and these rights. We can, we can have a, we already do have a broader conceptualization of women that like allows for us to advocate for all of these people at once and nobody's really being erased. It's a fucking red hair. You know, that's a false argument. That's a, it's a thing you're afraid of that doesn't actually exist. No one's well, erasing women. Well, but I mean, with vaginas. Yeah. Um, so, but 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 also we can every time we say like no one's doing this or we think this or that like the truth is there are so many different people in all these different camps and some people do because some people you know as soon as she came out with that you know a lot of people were saying hey no one's saying that biological sex isn't real no one's saying that and it's like well, oh actually a lot of people are saying that not that it's not real but that our two-tone conceptualization of it's not accurate so, well, yeah but a lot of you know so see, I've, again, I've been hearing you know people really kind of espousing this stuff who have then taken it a little further and said yeah, there is no such thing as biological sex. But that's not the majority. No, it's not the majority. But the point is, there's a lot of ideas out there. So I think when people are seeing that, they're seeing all kinds of stuff. It's kind of like when you're seeing certain videos of either the police or the rioters and you're not, you know what I mean? And, and, you're, and you're only seeing that stuff. There's just so much of that going on right now so that we have a lot of contention because we're getting different news. And so if what you're seeing is you're seeing a lot of people going, hey, biological sex is real. You could see how that, if that takes a foothold, becomes a pretty slippery slope um, as opposed to the people who can be yeah. can admit that, I don't think it's that there's biological sex, which is, you know, there's we, we are, what do they, bimodal there's um, not, but, but I'm just saying, like, even the conceptualization of biological sex, not even conceptualization, the definition of biological sex that we use is outdated and incorrect. It doesn't account for, like, the multiplicity of sexes that exist. Well, you could have... I'm just saying chromosomally, so far as sex organs go, so far as hormones that are present within the body, there is... It's, it's incredibly difficult to delineate between just two quote biological sexes more or less there well generally speaking almost everybody is either a, a vagina person or a penis person not and they, as much as we no, i mean kind a, of but not as small, much as we like we have think. hormonal differences and stuff i know but i'm just saying that's how it's like defined it's also defined chromosomally like not all you know not everybody's just xx and xy no but 98 to 99 something percent of us are i know but i'm just saying like the the presence of that like two percent does mean that our conceptualization is wrong and so when people like well, our, it means it's not it means, as nuanced as it could be. Yeah, I but guess, you're but, over here arguing for nuance, so let's take time to right. add this nuance in. Okay, but so if we're... But there's still... There are people who are kind of exceptions. There are people who are X or they're XXY, or they even... You know, I've heard that there are people who are XY but have vaginas and XX who have, but have penises. Um, for one thing, and, they, and there's people who say, you know, none of us... We're not getting our 
our chromosomes tested so we don't even know. And for one thing, I'm like, well, let's test our chromosomes. That's fascinating to know if like a bunch of us really are not the XX or XY that we th- that we think, then we should get into that in science. That's fascinating. Um, let's let's check it out. But you know, still most of us do fall into this camp of penis person who generally has uh, this sort of testosterone slash you know all your hormone levels, and then vagina people who have this monthly cycle of the the you know this estrogen progesterone testosterone kind of these two humps of how each of those um, chemicals go. And then there's people who are, you know, taking uh, various HRT regimens who are changing that, you know, all that stuff's going on. But, you know, we still have generally people are born into almost all of us are born into these two, you know, distinct situations. And those have real consequences for our personalities and our sex drives and our bodies and whatever. And I think that some people, if, if we erase that completely, then, you know, no one's trying to erase it completely, but we're, I know, but I'm just saying again, not the majority. Most people aren't trying to, here's, that's the thing is like people talk about erasure and erasure is really, only true in a very few sets of circumstances, mostly racial and cultural, cultural erasure and racial erasure and things like that is, is very prevalent when it comes to like the erasure of different genders and sex classes, much less common. You don't really see people, quote, being erased as much. People talked about bi erasure for a while because it was kind of a thing where, like, we don't really acknowledge that bi people are even, like, fucking there. They're the kind of the redhead stepchild of the queer community for a long time, right? right. You know, there was a big push against bi for erasure. For a minute, it was like, we people really would say, no one's bi, they're just really gay, and they haven't yeah. figured it out yet. But that was that's, for a hot minute. I mean, that's it, it actually that erasure, right? right? Right. But, like, no one's saying that, like, you know, now that trans women are included in the definition of women, we're erasing all ideas of biological sex. No one's actually arguing for that, but people are arguing when people are talking about doing away with the idea of sex, they're not talking about doing away with it altogether. They're talking about the contemporary idea of sex that is flawed. Um, well, okay. So I think that, you know, even I have been interested lately in my relationship to my female body that I've been kind of like, you know, learning to have a better relationship with. And one of the things that, and cause I, cause I don't always feel very connected to my, uh, female sisters. Um, and, and, you know, I, I've always felt very other, very other. And, but I'm at this point in my life where I've been kind of starting to find a way into that. And a lot of it does have to do with my hormone cycles and things that I go through. I do feel connected to like the fucking moon. And I do feel like, oh, I'm part of this, um, this ability to create life and give birth and everything that I have to go through every month, um, not just on my period, but the whole cycle of everything I have to go through. It's all part of this dance that is like me connected to mother nature and, and the mother and whatever. And like, and that actually gives me a way to, you know, embrace my, I don't even want, know what to call it. Femaleness, womanhood, wombie person, womidness. Um, and so if, if then the definition of um, sex becomes it's your identity and not, I'm like, I don't really know what my identity is. And so like, I just feel like I, I want clearer terms because what I'm realizing is 
people are using the word gender in at least three different ways. I mean, just really old school people are still using it to mean sex. Um, and then if you, if I'm even allowed to use that word and then, and then there's basically, I think the kind of feminists and stuff, you, you know, started using the word gender to mean all the stereotypes, all the socially constructed stuff, all of the, and, and there's a weird kind of murkiness between whether we're talking about just stereotypes versus what people conceive of as being like masculine versus feminine. Um, and, and that's murky because who's deciding masculine and feminine? Um, but then there's seems to be this idea of the word gender, meaning like your identity of of your sex, you know? Where, like, how would you define... Gender is this... For me, gender is the societally, culturally constructed prism through which you interpret the body you've been given. So, meaning, I, I, I look at the world, I really like, it, it's a little out of date now. Even my own ideas are a little out of date. Right. But I really like uh, this book that was written by a lady named Linda Alcoff. It's called Visible Identities. It's about race. But in it, in chapters five and six, she takes it time to talk about uh, gender. And it's, it's titled, like, The Identity Crisis in Feminist Theory. Mm-hmm. And it's all about the history of feminist theory and, like, coming to terms with where we are now and where we should go. And where she says we should go, she then takes and relates back to race and how you experience and interpret race. Okay. Basically. But for me, what she lays out in this chapter are these two sides of our identity or existence, Right. And I'm doing a really bad job of laying this out. Just, no, no, but, I think I... But, but so, like, on the one side, she argues for... Uh, she argues for what she calls, like, a non-deterministic biological objectivity. Meaning that, like, even if we were to remove all f- constructed filters and prisms and schemas and par- whatever, take it all away and we yeah. just look at, like, you know, two people. It's like, there is a degree of, like, biological objectivity that exists. Right. But what we have to do is make that non-deterministic, meaning it just is without anything else, right? You then take that and you filter it through the cultural prism of a gender. But you have to constantly hold those two in your head together, right? right? Meaning that, like, here's what we've been told about what this body looks like and how it functions. I'm now aware that that is the truth, and I can then interpret within this realm of gender what I want to about this body, Mm-hmm. And and not, but neither one counteracts or deletes the other, right? The, right. And so, for me, gender is just gender is just how you decide to see yourself and present yourself within the world, the inescapable world, gendered world we live in, right? How you how you you, you said how you decide to see yourself and present yourself? Yeah, it's so by in by see you know see means define, see means interpret, see means a lot of different things, right? Yeah, not just like how you decide to interpret yourself. That's yeah, a good, and pre- way to put and it. present and present because interpret and present, which be- can be quite different, right? Yeah, so that's why some people were like, you know, I'm I'm trans, but I'm not presenting in a different way, right? It's right. like gender has a lot wrapped up in it especially because it's an it is an inescapable part of our reality you can't get outside of gender i mean some people exist outside the gender binary but they're still forced within a world or thrown into a world if you want to get whatever (laughs) uh forced into a world that um it's a necessary part of perception unfortunately Mm -hmm. due to like the imperialistic western mode of thought that's a whole different thing you know there are other places and other uh 
parts of the world and different cultures different that like that have different conceptualizations of gender right. that have escaped the Western imperial thought complex. Or that have their own fucking crazy thought points. Not, not all, every other conception has been particularly progressive, but I mean, th- some have. Um, so, but, so for me, gender, like a lot of people say gender to mean like, you know, how, like whether you want to be called a boy or a girl, but like, I think that's a little simplistic. I, and you know, I know old or people. A or a them or a yeah. gym or a and like I know some people see like gender as like oh you know it's just kind of this ethereal thing that we're all like you know working our way through and I think that's a little too hooey gooey I think like gender is a very concrete thing that we we are all necessarily present within okay someone I was talking to on reddit um and they were younger than you um she I think pretty sure it's a trans woman um but she was saying that gender is your, um, is like the, your identity of like what sex you are, basically that you see yourself as essentially like a vagina person or a penis person. I mean, it's basically what they were saying. That's fucking stupid. Well, that's what, but I, but <laughs> so I think I've heard, I've been hearing some people kind of get to that point. I don't know if it's like, they can't figure out how to, how to win an argument. See, I think you can, can in, uh, articulate your ideas in a way that doesn't put, paint you into those corners. But I think some of the people who are not reading all the books you're reading and who are trans and who are younger and whatever, like they get into these places where they think, no, like biological sex isn't real. And I see myself as this and everything. And it's like, I mean, what, what we're watching is the dissemination of knowledge and information from the ivory tower through the masses. We're right. in real time, right? Right. Unfortunately, knowledge is still kept in an ivory tower. You know, that's what academia has been called for years because right. it's inaccessible. It's tall. You have to have money to get into it. It's a classist institution. Right. And like to legitimately, what I would say like legitimately, which I have a problem with that word, but like educate yourself on gender politics outside of the ivory tower takes a lot of fucking work it takes a lot of fucking reading it really helps to be put in a place of privilege where you have someone hold your hand and take you go you need to go read this and you need to go read this and now take a look at this to piece it all and then help you piece it all together right and it's kind you know i i think jk rowling's doing a worse job at it than this girl you were talking to on twitter because she should i mean she's a fucking adult and like should know better but it's like you know, this girl that's like trying to figure things out and is talking yourself into a corner. It's like, yeah, because you're you're working with a second or eighth graders level of knowledge, right. you know, meta- metaphorically speaking. And you don't you you've just been given buzzwords and broad concepts. But no, very few people go back and read the theory that has informed the buzzwords that we've been given. So I don't think that that. Yeah. So that 18 year old probably doesn't know what they don't know. And I don't think J.K. Rowling knows what she doesn't know either. I think she does. I just think the stuff, like I said, like the stuff that like informs that turf logic is outdated theory from the 70s and 80s. I don't think that she knows that there's all this, you know, like it would be interesting to be like, okay, let's do a reading challenge with J.K. Rowling where we're like, here, you read this stuff and then come back and see what you believe now. I don't think she knows that you like that there are uh, these other ways people are using language so differently. And so if, if she's seeing, there's so many different people who have not gotten the ivory tower memos. And so if, if that's going on and this culture is having all these conversations from people of all different ages, all different reading levels, all different backgrounds, then I mean, I think that's what's going on there. She's a little out of touch. The 18 year old's a little bit young, you know? And so, but there's, but most people are not, but that's why I'm going to keep hammering 
what I see to be like a better version of that language, right? Totally. I, and I just not, don't think we need to be that not, mean to her. I'm not. I'm not going to acquiesce to like people's stupidity. You well, know, I would say ignorance more than step your step your game up. J.K. Rowling's fucking dumb. I love Harry Potter. I read I've read all those books at least fifteen times. But like each I, of them, yes. I mean, I'm oh. telling you, like, I'm I'm saying this as like a diehard Harry Potter yeah. fan. I fucking love those books. I've seen all the movies at least 15, 20 times. I like, I own a wand. I've I've part I part of Potter. You know, I've fucking like I gave that bitch so much fucking money. I right. Just, the this craziest is a, part of this conversation is that you've read each of those books fifteen. Times. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not coming at J.K. Rowling from a position where it's like I haven't like patronized her for years, right? But it's just like. You know, she's fucking stupid. The writing in those books were garbage. They're not well garbage. written. It yes, it, yes, it is. Books. I know. But even eat me, even me as a child was reading. It was like Jesus Christ. Like this is an adult. I mean, I, I I, the story's to me, cool. Like, the but writing, like, yeah, I, the writing was never like the point. It was more the suspense and whatnot. Um, <coughs> or no, so okay. Jerking let, let's off go to the to... idea of taking Polyjuice potion. <coughs> yeah, it was just like fanfic the whole time. <coughs> Some. I wanted to get back to the idea of gender as I like that the way you interpret what the way you interpret your body within the world you've been placed and the way you present yourself. Yeah, yeah, the way you so it's both. I think that's why I was saying there's something murky in the way that a lot of us are using the the definition, and it's because it's both in we're using it for both interpretation and gender, which is kind of confusing. But see, when you talk to somebody who's like. I'm not even saying has been educated in the ivory tower. Somebody who's read a couple fucking like well-written essays. It's like you'll you'll see them start talk about your gender identity versus your, your gender, gender presentation, presentation sure. right? Right. Well, but that's when we're why just it's... locally talking about gender, it's both those things wrapped up at once. Okay. And you and you have to hold that in the context of the society you've been placed, and hopefully with some awareness of Western imperialism and the idea that like. We're all trapped in an inescapable capitalist hellscape that like affects the way that we perceive the world. And yeah. that perception and the way we perceive goes all the way back to Thomas Aquinas and dumb shit like that. Well, okay. So I think that... Hold on. So I think that there's a lot of people <laughs> kind of like me, you know, kind of classic lesbians who, you know, the short hairs, whatever, who... You know, if if there's a certain part of when you say your interpretation of yourself, you of know, your bo- I would say your interpretation he, of your body. Right. So your interpretation of your body in our culture or whatever, as reflected through the, the culture, isn't that kind of what you added? And as well as your presentation, um, I think that we've been having trouble finding our way to identify as a woman in because there's so much that seems to be about the aesthetics and whatnot. Um, and so, but the idea of it just being like, okay, well, yeah, I can just interpret myself. Cause, cause I remember, you know, when I was with the boy or lover boy, whatever, you know, I was just like, yeah, I can interpret my body in some way. I can yeah. interpret myself in some way. So to me, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm just fluid. I don't know about all the short hairs, whatever. Maybe I really just am fluid. Maybe I am just, I don't I mean, know, I non-binary. You're... I can't decide where non-binary is in like... Well, here's like... the thing. I think you're non-binary in that like, I don't think you adhere to a gender binary. 
Like, yeah, I'm not I'm not playing by the rules for and, sure. And I think you're gender fluid because you do seem to move back and forth. I think like, that's why you have like a hard time pinning all this language down is right. because your own I can't position within it is figure is, out how to relate fixed. to people. No, exactly. That's why I can't figure out how to relate to people on this because I'm I'm just like I do not understand how you guys are have some clear cut the way you relate through people is through the experience of having to interpret right you 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 relate because we all have to do this con- constant interpretation of ourselves yeah and constant projection of ourselves and that's how you relate within the concept of gender it's just how people go about doing that but so some people are just always finding themselves on some kind of woman vibe in their interpretation and some people are always finding themselves on some kind of man vibe yeah Right. And so like that's like, like I, I, I see myself as like a binary trans woman in that like I don't believe the gender binary is like the only way to exist. I just say binary trans woman because I really do see myself firmly kind of on one side of like a gender binary. Right. The right. tradition. But at the same time, I acknowledge that like non-binary people exist and that like the gender binary is bullshit and that like through like the culture we live in what do we mean by the gender binary is bullshit the gender binary is bullshit in that like it's it's not the only way to view gender even though it's been presented that way that's what i mean by it being bullshit i mean i mean it's bullshit in that like you know yes it was constructed but still it exists but acknowledging its construction and the implications of its its construction makes it bullshit in my mind right the implications of like this like stupid two-tone way of looking at gender I look at myself through that lens because that's what's most comfortable for me. But I don't let the existence of others outside of the binary threaten my own identity because I know at the end of the day, the binary is bullshit. It's just like the way I feel comfortable talking about myself. Right. We sort of talked about this before where ultimately like there's also the kind of feminist uh, project of destroying the binary um right yeah and fucking so, go for it right and so at the same time i think that some people then bristle when it seems like trans people are reinforcing the binary yeah but all their re but it's 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 kind of uh in a lot of ways it's a forced participation in right trans people participate in like the binary because mm, right. that's the only way for their it's their interpretation of their body and their identity to be acknowledged right within right. like the schema that we've been given right yeah so you're so you're saying you're painted into the corner of lightly bootlicking the non the binary yeah because, yeah so i think you know we could you could see there, how we we look at you and go all right fucking lick the boots then you know and it's like but yeah i get it lick the boots but it's like in this case i would be the true bootlicker that's like yeah, I just have a fetish right. for it. I'm not actually trying to like indulge in this system for the perpetuation yeah, of it. So you you have a fetish for being a woman. <laughs> I think that's what you just said. No, I said a fetish for the system. Well, yeah, but okay, so a fetish for the system in, that in, forces in, you into in in this conceptualism, in this like <laughs> analogy of me being a bootlicker. Uh huh. <laughs> so fetishization brings in a whole different aspect to gender though when you talk about like aren't the we feti- all kind of fetishizing ourselves all the time isn't that what gender is is our fetishization mm, i mean it sort of I don't seems think weird. so like you're I mean, constantly telling us the story well because if i think about like when i'm having sex it's for sure like comes up in my f- brain fairly regularly like how do i conceive of myself and but i think that i mean one i think most the- people think that and try and think about that during sex but right. two i think for you in particular because you're gender fluid I think at any given time, you have to decide how you're going to perceive yourself in that moment. And you really don't. No. Jesus Christ. That sounds like such a relief. Yeah. 
that's why like that's why I had such a little identity crisis when I felt a longing and a sadness for not being a gay boy anymore because I was like fuck I've been so happy just being a trans woman am I about to have to figure out like my own like gender fluidity oh god yeah right and I was like I don't want to I did so much you want to be done yeah I did so much searching for so many years that I'm over it right um yeah but want to talk about something else well but that it does bring up the <laughs> in a second but it does bring up the the question of choice when it comes to all of this because especially for someone like me i don't know about you know the rest of y'all but so how much is it just a choice i don't think it's a choice at all or I mean, very, i don't even know if there's you know, free will at all but supposing we have some things so that like, could be called free will sometimes the only thing you get to choose is how you present yourself i think i think we all get to choose what clothes we put on our body what haircuts we have how we how we present ourselves to the world that's always a choice somebody's well, in gotta, america we can yeah somebody's got to put that shirt on you and yeah. unless you're a little trans person in a relationship where someone dresses so you happy to play dress up you know <laughs> um except not as a girl but like um i don't th- i don't think gender really is a choice i think you know we stumble into the gender that we are and i think because gender is a construct because it has been fabricated and invented and spread across the land, you know, that you can stumble through different manifestations of gender throughout your lifetime. And people see that as a choice because you choose to start presenting yourself differently. But I think like there's not any real agency in choosing gender unless you're somebody who is gender fluid. Well, but even then, saying. but even then you excluded because you seem to have like a much more, maybe this is the autism, a much more focused like decision about who you are at that point, because I think you have to have a framework to function yeah, from, right? Yeah. The other people who are gender fluid that just I've talked to, it's more of like a, <laughs> what do I feel like today? It's about what you feel and then you just do, right? It's not so much a, what am I? And then I do, it's a feeling and then doing, it's a mm. being and doing. Yeah. Like I have a conceptualization first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other people just feel, and their their conceptualization of gender fluidity is broader, so that they're always themselves, and they're always functioning from the same place. It's just the pre- the maybe affectations are altered slightly. Maybe the way you know that's all presentation, like yeah. small visual cues is presentation, and you can make those consciously based on a feeling you have, but you're not deciding or choosing to feel that way. The feeling comes before the action. Right. I just am always telling myself a little story about everything. Hmm. Yeah, because it makes me uncomfortable, like, if I ever see myself as a man during sex right now. Because I know, like, the girl doesn't want that. And, um... I don't, and I don't think I would want that relation to her. Like, it's just like how I can't, you know, mostly I don't watch straight porn. And if I were to, I definitely don't want to see, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to like, yeah, just like heterosexuality bums me out, you know? So Mm -hmm. then anytime that my brain um, goes into that place, it just is like, oh, you know? So if I, if I could figure out how to just like live in a place of womanness without my brain kind of, you know, 
But going there, I think what be... you're doing is you're fighting against your own gender fluidity. You're trying to fix yourself in a state of womanness when your brain is naturally tugging you to be a boy sometimes, mm. or quote be a boy, not right. actually be Whatever a boy. That even means I know, right? but it's but it's but that's what I'm talking about. Gender in that like that idea that you feel inside yourself doesn't have a necessary image attached to it until you place one on it, but you do feel yourself moving there. That's what I'm saying. It's not a choice. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can try and keep yourself away from it, but part of you it will slip there and slip back. You, you yeah. move back and forth. It's fluid. And when you're trying to like firmly root yourself in your womanness, see, this is why, this is why J.K. Rowling's conceptualization of gender is a problem. Is because through what she's saying is it's causing you to try and root yourself in your womanness to have that connection to reproduction to the moon instead of reconceptualizing what gender is to be able to and what your gender is to be able to encompass all of the things you associate with womanhood. You can you can find an equal beauty within those things and place it in a different idea and a different word, one that doesn't exclude other people or yourself. Right, the word that doesn't exclude other people or myself is is that kind of the well, that's your gender issue, fluidity. The fluidity, I guess. Yeah, so I wonder because I don't talk. You know, to by other, J.K. Like, Rowling saying like you know much. this is a women's issue, it's like no, because you know what, like you like by all like you know. Through all intents and purposes, you're not a woman. You are gender fluid and you identify as a woman and you find yourself identifying with women more often than not. But you are, like you just said, you're gender fluid. You feel back and forth. Right. Like in some ways, it's like I feel completely like a woman and otherwise I feel completely like a man, except not quite completely for either. And it's so because, yeah, yeah, like the other day when, um, my mom and my sister were taking a walk with the baby and my dad and the girl and I were in the treehouse. Um, I think, okay, so the girl and I had gotten back from a run or something and my dad was inside reading and it was just very natural for me to say like, Oh, have the women left? You know? And, and, and in, in that it's like also fun because I'm including the girl in my, in my conceptualization of the dynamic here, because there is this fun way too, in which like I can, you know, go back and forth when, if it's the girl and me and my mom and my sister, it's like, Oh, it's the women hanging out, but there's still a little bit of a, like, yes, but the girl's a little different and I'm a little more different. And then with, you know, with, you know, my dad there, it's very natural, but a little bit a little bit funny because of the girl, but very natural to be like, oh, the girl's girl. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel that too? That sense of kind of just, is that just like being, because we're just kind of in some ways in this non-binary between state world, or is that something, because I genuinely like psychologically, and I have to say, I probably mean it a tiny bit more when I side with the men. You know, and that's, I think, what makes me uncomfortable. You, you because didn't finish your question. Oh, what? You it, asked me, like, is that because we're in this non binary world or, and then you went off in a different direction, there was not a Oh, I don't know. Or is it because of my fluidity, I guess, because I genuinely just kind of flow between those. Because I again, and, I, and I don't know if it's like misogyny or if it's whatever, because like I said, I'm trying to get more in touch with my my female body and it's 
spirit like in a spiritual way i guess because i do want to feel like one of the women a little bit more than i think i ever have i think i'm still just like there's like this division thing whereas with guys i do have a little bit more of a natural um i don't think i can answer that because i think it's happening within your head you know i think it's probably a this and that type of situation where it is both your acknowledgement of the misogynistic society that we function in and you're playing within that and having a sense of play with that framework but it's also the gender fluid side of you living that role out it's that is you interpreting yourself and then through the presentation of the words that you you are speaking into this world into the system the way you're presenting yourself in that moment including yourself in that yeah you know what i think it wrote it really some of this this like pain the separation that i have between me and the other women is that you know, when I was a kid, I was told I was different all the time. It was just like, you are a tomboy. You are different. You are not like us. You are not like them. And so I think that like, yeah, the healing that to be done is like, I think some people, I, I don't know what Jakey Rowling's deal, but I know some like lesbian people, we do have this impulse of like, oh, y'all are women. <laughs> like they don't even accept us as women. You know, I think you're struggling with trying to find acceptance as a woman while again, I, people, I, I, know, I think being, everyone else probably accepts me too. I don't really know what's going on in other people's heads, but I think that could be one of these no, things. No, I'm saying where, acceptance with yourself. Well, I know. I, that's what I'm saying. I know I need to accept myself that way. I just think that I have that like. But while also being gender fluid. Right. I mean, sure. So but, you're trying to find stability. Yeah, you're trying to both. find stability within an unstable thing though. I think in a lot of ways that like men, like I do, I feel accepted by men. Um, and I'm, I'm still like, not sure that I really feel accepted by men all the time, but I do think I'm making progress. And I think a lot of it is in my head in that same way. We all can worry about other people liking us and that affects our ability to see that they do or whatever. Um, so maybe if like a woman like hears this and you either talk to me or see me, just tell me that you accept me as a woman. If you do just curious to know. Yeah. I mean, this is where, well, what I was kind of talking about that Linda Alcoff puts forward could be helpful. You know, you need to view the biological objectivity of your body and stop. I mean, in my opinion, this is my armchair, a little armchair, like psychological diagnosis. You need to stop trying to fall in love with your quote, female body. You just need to fall in love with your body and the feelings you have surrounding it. And then you can take that love and knowledge of your body, that non-deterministic body, because calling it female is deterministic. You are pushing yourself in a direction and defining it within a thing. Just think of your body and the facts about your body and your perception of your body and how you feel. And then you can integrate that within your own conceptualization of your gender and your gender fluidity. I think by separating your feelings about your body from the idea of woman, you'll end up going through this healing faster. I, I think like you can Great. still I think you can still have a connection to the moon and your emotions and reproduction without associating the idea of woman or fem- or being female or femininity with it, right? Because do we have a word for that? <laughs> gender fluid. No, I, I, mean, I just mean like the the connection to the moon and just stuff. Just call it just call yourself a life bearer. You know? Life bearer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the life bearers. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. I'm a, well, seed, then, I'm a seed giver. You're a life bearer. Well, how about okay? Exactly. So how about if we're allowed to say that, and then we can say that I'm a lesbian for li- other life bearers. 
maybe, but then, you know, you also ran into problems of like, not everybody who has a vagina and a womb can have a baby. Well, yeah, but there's not everybody two types bear of life. people in the world, the seed givers and the life bearers. <laughs> yeah, whether you can actually do either, because right. I can't give seed types. anymore, but I'm a seed giver. Right, but that's what we mean by bimodal sex, is there's two types of people. So I wanted to make, I don't know if this is funny, it's like there's two types of people in this world. There's the kind of people who believe there's one type of people in this world, <laughs> the kind of people who believe there's two types of people in this world. And that's why I'm saying it's like, okay, because some people are trying to take away the word lesbian from us. We meant life giver for life giver. And so it's like, now you want to take it. Okay. So now we got to say lesbian, lesbian when we mean life giver for life giver. I don't think that's a bad thing though. I think people bitch, like you talk a lot about like being allowed to say a thing anymore. Or well, you're, you're or, allowed or, well, allowing me well, to say something. Well, so well I'm just saying, space. I know, but I'm just saying like you and a lot of people talk about like the bitching of changing of language. I'm like, it's such a fucking stupid thing to bitch about to me sorry no offense for whatever but like <laughs> in this like safe space where we say whatever the fuck we want but it's just like it is like dumb to me because it's like that's what language has always done there's always people pissed off that language is changing there's always people pissed off that people are saying new things the control of language is the way we've controlled people for so long and so with people's words getting taken away and the things that they used well, to the identify themselves so changing hot. i don't care that like words are changing i don't care that new things are being invented well, you might not i don't care, care but that we have a little... people's feelings are getting hurt and like oh now i gotta call myself well, a new thing much, yeah fucking hey. buckle up buttercup this has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios. We're broadcasting on 66.6 FM. That's KFUX. Peace. Ciao. This has been a Hoo Ha Ha podcast. <laughs>